This is Jeff Young, the Catholic Foodie at CatholicFoodie.com, and you're listening to episode 98 of the Catholic Foodie with a grateful heart. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today is, well, it's almost Thanksgiving. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. This is Thanksgiving Eve, I think we call it. <laughs> And man, you tell you what, so many people out there right now shopping, getting last-minute stuff, making their preparations, then be getting in the kitchen early in the morning. I know a lot of folks already started tonight, and that's great. It's good to cook ahead, you know. But we're going to talk about gratitude today. What is this Thanksgiving thing all about anyway? Let's talk about it right here. We got voice feedback, Mary in the kitchen, lots of good stuff. Stay tuned right here at the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. Lots of good goodies. You know, Sarah Reinhard in our Mary in the Kitchen segment, she's going to give us a sneak peek of the next big thing coming up here, which is Advent. So we get a little sneak peek with her. I'm looking very much looking forward to that. I love Advent. Advent is a fantastic time of the year. We get ready for the Savior. I can't I can't wait. It's awesome. We have voice feedback today, too. We've got uh, some voice feedback from Mary Ward. And also from Kate Danilux. I'm going to share that with y'all shortly. Uh, we have, let's see, oh, we're going to talk about gratitude and a few resources that I came across uh, just today on gratitude. And what is it all about? You know, Thanksgiving, it's all about being thankful. So we'll talk about that and a little sneak peek here. Uh, I am actually going to take a gratitude quiz right here on the show so that you and me both, us together, we get to see just how thankful I really am. Ooh, I'm kind of nervous. <laughs> also, I'm going to share with you a recipe, uh, Char's sweet potato pudding recipe. So we have all that coming up on the show today, folks. I'm excited. This is a great time, great time for family and for good food. And uh, it's just a really good time to be a Catholic foodie. So let's kick it off right now. I want to start by saying thank you, first of all. We're going to start the show by saying thank you, right? Thanksgiving show. Start the show off by saying thank you, first of all, to our sponsor, DivineOffice.org. And uh, you may know, you might notice that this is episode 98. That's true, but it's really 98 part 2 or or uh, dash 2. And that is because just the other day, I released a very short episode. If you haven't heard it yet, I really encourage you to go do that. Listen to that episode. It's only about 16 minutes long. And it basically is just a special message. Uh, I give a little intro. I talk to you about why I think it's a special message. Then I play it for you. And it's a message from Dane Faulkner, who um, uh, is is the, the, the mastermind behind Divine Office org and all the good things that they do over there. And basically, it's an appeal for help. They're looking for reviews on iTunes of the new release of their Divine Office app. And there's some uh, some really good things in the pot there for you, too. Uh, they're, they're looking for these reviews, but he also announces the fact that they have a price cut right now on their Divine Office app. It's 50% off. And that goes, I think, through the 26th of uh, November. So just a few more days left of that. And uh, also, if we're leaving a review and a five-star rating for the app, you are uh, your name goes in the hat to win either a free iPod Touch, which is a really awesome thing, or you can win a four-volume uh, set of the Liturgy of the Hours. So if you want the actual books, 
you can actually you can get the books. And I think uh, to make the 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 value equal, if you opt for the books, you also get like a sixty dollar check. Anyway, go back and listen to all the details because Dane does a better job than I do of explaining all this. Uh, but that was last episode. It just came out uh, two days ago, and that is uh, actually episode 98-1. Uh, so uh, if you haven't heard that, I, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to it. But um, as I was saying, I was just thinking DivineOffice.org. They are the sponsors of the show. Lots of good things going on over there with a the new release of uh, the i phone ipad app for them also uh they're gonna have a release soon very soon uh for the android so lots of good things happening over there even if you don't have the app and you you don't want to listen to or or give a review on itunes or can't because you don't have the app don't worry about it i highly recommend you listen to that anyway because he tells you some really good stuff he shares some really good stuff with us of the, the the blessings of the past year of things that have been going on there with their ministry divine office Org, which is all about uh, making more accessible to me and you the liturgy of the hours. This great tradition of prayer in the church. So take a listen to that, and let me know what you think, too. You can always give me a call at 985-635-4974, or send me an email, jeff at catholicfoodie.com. Hi, Jeff. This is Mary Ward from beautiful Weehawken, New Jersey, overlooking... Manhattan and the Hudson River. Um, I'm just catching up on your podcast because I'm pretty busy and having other things going on in my life. And I was listening to the Green Goddess one episode, and it made me think about Green Goddess dressing. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but out the Northwest, where I come from originally, we have Green Goddess dressing, and I can't find it anywhere except in Trader Joe's. And I was wondering if that restaurant you went to also had green goddess dressing if they might have invented it there or something uh but my gosh the description of that bacon sunday oh that was just too much and not weight watcher approved i want you to know that right now um my son john was not feeling too well he says oh mom i'm i just i can't talk right now i'm i'm not I called him up, and I said, you got to hear this recipe. I, I'm not feeling well, Mom. I'm feeling kind of nauseous. I said, well, I'm sorry. I was going to tell you about the bacon sundae, caramel sundae. And he goes, oh, I think I could eat one or two of those. <laughs> so that really cured him. That cured him, the, the description of that sundae. Too much. Absolutely too much. Thank you. I really enjoyed it, and um, I love your Speaking about All Souls Day, All Saints Day, and that cathedral lifted my spirits. Thanks, Jeff, and best to your family. Bye-bye. Oh, wow, Mary. Thank you so much. That was <laughs> Thank you for that feedback. That's fantastic. And goodness gracious, you know, that Bacon Sunday, oh, my goodness. I, I can't even begin to tell you uh, how good that stuff is. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And uh, I can't wait to go back and have another one. That's really good stuff. So thank you again for calling in. I, I love hearing your voice. I love uh, the, the wonderful uh, uh, feedback, too. Thank you very much. Hi, Jeff. It's Kate Danilek from Making Music Praying Twice. I have um, a twofold request for you um, as the Christmas season is approaching. One is that with your morning offering blend and your great coffee product that you're putting out, 
I was wondering if there's a way that we could order the product to be shipped as a Christmas gift so that it'll be um, shipped at the time that we want, a little closer to, to Christmas, but shipped fresh from that week when it's when it's brewed or roasted, I should say. So um, I was hoping that maybe you'd have an answer to that or a way that we could do uh, a Christmas order. Are you taking pre-orders for that? Um, and the same vein and ordering Christmas gifts in a act of shameless self-promotion. I also just wanted to let you and any of your listeners know that we are now doing pre-orders for our new full-color um, family edition of Making Music Praying Twice. We're really happy that we've had to go into a reprint, and this time we've printed our books all in full color, which we're really excited about. And anyone who fans us on Facebook can find some really good um, promotion codes to give them a little help this holiday season if they want to order that. So that's just a little hint for your listeners if they're interested in that. And I am really interested in ordering some coffee for some of the coffee lovers on my list. So if you could let us know if there's a special way to do maybe a Christmas order. Thanks a lot. God bless. Bye-bye. Wow. Kate. yes, that's a great idea. Uh, matter of fact, uh, what we'll do is if you would like your coffee shipped a little bit later, uh, like if you want to go ahead and order the coffee but want it shipped closer to Christmas time, just send me an email. Just, uh, you know, jeff at catholicfoodie.com. And let me know that you had placed the order and that you just wanted it shipped a little bit later. As long as you have the name, the name that you use to place the order, uh, make sure that you note in the email, like, tell me your name, <laughs> and uh, then I, I can do that for you. That would be fantastic. Very, very good idea, Kate. Thank you so much for that. Also, if you have not seen all the good things that Kate Downlock and her family are doing over at Making Music Praying Twice, then you're just missing out. You really need to go and take a look at their site, makingmusicprayingtwice.com. Music is a pathway to God. You can also find them on Facebook, and as she just just mentioned, that they do have some um, promo codes there on the Facebook page. If you are interested in ordering something from them this uh, holiday season, then uh, you can get a little deal. Just go over to Facebook and search for Making Music Praying Twice, and uh, and uh, you can like their page there. Anyway, please do go check that out. Uh, Kate, thank you very much for calling in. I really appreciate your feedback. I'd like the chef salad, please, with the oil and vinegar on the side and the apple pie a la mode. Chef and apple a la mode. But I'd like the pie heated, and I don't want the ice cream on top. I want it on the side, and I'd like strawberry instead of vanilla if you have it. If not, then no ice cream, just whipped cream, but only if it's real. If it's out of a can, then nothing. Not even the pie? No, just the pie, but then not heated. Uh-huh. I'll have what she's having. Well, we are kind of combining our appetizer and salad segment uh, today, and we're going to talk about gratitude, Thanksgiving and gratitude. You know, there are so many awesome Catholic blogs out there, and I love uh, reading all these blogs. I've got uh, Google Reader, and matter of fact, one of the programs or one of the applications I've been using lately on my Mac is called Net Newswire. Net Newswire, and uh, basically it's a it's a feed reader. It collects all these different blog posts that are going up constantly from all over the world, and, and you know have them kind of segregated into different folders, like awesome Catholic blogs, awesome foodie blogs, and that kind of thing. And uh, 
I can search and find different topics, and I really enjoy doing that. So I was looking through just the other day some uh, resources on Thanksgiving, and I came. This was yesterday. I came across this uh, blog, that, this post that was put up on uh, faithandfamilylive.com, and I just I love it. I love it. Let me pull it up right here. I want to share this with you. It's entitled "Just How Thankful Are You" by Rebecca Teddy. And uh, I, I, lo- I love this. It's a short post. It's very short, but man, it packs a punch. I'm telling you, it packs a punch. Uh, grateful people live longer, happier, healthier lives than their entitled counterparts. That's what she starts out with. And basically, she had uh, read an article from the Wall Street Journal, and it talked about this, how grateful grateful people live longer, happier, healthier lives. And uh I went back and read that post too, but I'm going to tell you about that in a second. Anyway, what Rebecca does here, she talks about this fact, right? The, 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 the grateful people live longer. She notes also that in the Wall Street Journal, there is a quiz with that article to help you discover how grateful you are or aren't. <laughs> and I'm actually going to take that quiz shortly. So hang tight there for that. I'm nervous about it though. Ooh, goodness, doing this on the, on the show. Uh, anyway, what she says is she started to, 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 to reflect on gratitude, and she went back to St. Thomas Aquinas. And this is what she says. Gratitude is related to justice, the virtue which gives to others uh, which uh, gives to others what they are due. Failing to say thank you is more than an etiquette violation. It's a sin. She says, according to St. Thomas Aquinas, gratitude has three acts. Notice, number, this is number one, noticing the good received. Number two, giving thanks for it. And number three, making some effort to return the favor. And this is done in two ways. Immediately with affection, just by being grateful, right? By being grateful. And at some later time with a reciprocal gift or favor. And she goes on to say that Aquinas argues that there are degrees of ingratitude. It's wrong to make no effort to return a favor in kind, but it's worse not to give thanks for it at all or to find fault with a freely given gift. The height of ingratitude is not to notice one has been served or helped or given a gift. Wow. That's serious. And I tell you, I've never thought that much about gratitude. But, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas, he's kind of known for that. A lot of thinking, a lot of thinking going on up there. And uh, man, he makes some potent, powerful points here. Um, whoa, I thought about this. You know, I, I tend to notice things. I do tend to notice things when people give me things. I, I, I notice, I, I recognize that, that I've received a good. I give thanks for it. And, uh, you know, both interiorly giving thanks to God, but also giving thanks to that person saying thank you. Uh, for a gift received. But then this third point here, making some effort to return the favor, and this in two ways, like immediately with affection, yes, I can say yes, but then at some later time with a reciprocal gift or favor, I have to say that just, I never thought of that. I never thought of it. And I guess part of it is because in Scripture, uh, you know, what does Jesus say? Jesus tells us to give, right? To give of ourselves, to give until it hurts, as Mother Teresa used to say and to give without expecting anything in return. And so I guess I've always come from that mentality of, you know, if I give a gift, I I certainly don't expect anybody to give me anything back. 
I don't want to be paid back. Jesus says a thing or two in the gospel about, you know, doing good works and then being paid back. You know, I want my reward to be in heaven, not not to be coming from someone who feels like they've got to pay me back. So I, I've been approaching that, I guess, from the flip side and thinking that if I receive any good, then I don't necessarily want to, quote unquote, pay them back because I don't want to ruin their blessing. I don't know if that, <laughs> if that kind of sounds crazy or not, but I never thought of this from St. Thomas Aquinas, so it really got me thinking. Powerful stuff. So I'm going to read these three acts again. Gratitude, this is St. Thomas Aquinas, gratitude has three acts. Number one, noticing the good received. Number two, giving thanks for it. And number three, making some effort to return the favor, and this in two ways, immediately with affection and at some later time with a reciprocal gift or favor. And you can find this post on uh, faithandfamilylive.com, and it's posted by Rebecca Teddy. It was uh, posted on November 24th. And I'll put a link to it in the show notes at catholicfoodie.com. And I want to jump just for a second over to the Wall Street Journal. This is where she got this uh, article from, or this idea from. It is called Thank You. No, thank you. <laughs> Grateful people are happier, healthier, uh, long after the leftovers are gobbled up. So that's really cool. And I have i have to tell you, I haven't read the whole article from the Wall Street Journal. I kind of got excited when I saw that they have a an interactive quiz that you can take to find out how grateful you are. So here I am. I'm going to answer these six questions right here with you to see if I am grateful or if I've got some work to do. And of course, we all know that the Wall Street Journal is an expert when it comes to testing gratefulness, right? Uh, okay, I just want to make sure you know that. Number one, I have so much in life to be thankful for. Hmm, let me see. Uh, yes, absolutely, I strongly agree. Strongly agree. Okay, number two, if I had to list everything that I felt grateful for, it would be a very long list. Hmm, think about that again. Uh, absolutely, strongly agree with that too. It would be a very long list. I would feel like Santa Claus with my big long list of things to be grateful for. Absolutely. So number three, I'm looking pretty good here now, I think. It's just two questions, and I strongly agree with both of them. Number three, when I look at the world, I don't see much to be grateful for. Hmm. No, I strongly disagree. Uh, when I look at the world, I see that there is so much to be grateful for. It's one of the wonderful things about being Catholic. You know, God is a sacramental God. God meets us where we are as human beings in all of creation, as St. Paul says. You know, all of creation basically, uh, 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 actually it wasn't St. Paul who said this, it was Gerard, Gerard Manley Hopkins uh, in his famous poem that I can't remember the name of right now, but basically all of creation is shot through with the glory of God, right? It screams, God screams his presence out to us through all of creation. So I'm very grateful for that. Number four, I'm grateful to a wide variety of people. I strongly agree. Yes, I would not be who I am or where I am today without many, many people, and I'm very grateful for them. Number five, as I get older, I find myself more able to appreciate the people, events, and situations that have been part of my life history. Uh, yes, I strongly agree with that too. Matter of fact, it's kind of funny. I thought about this the other day. 
you ever get the feeling that uh, you kind of reflect back earlier in your life and you think to yourself, goodness gracious, I can't believe I was so stupid. <laughs> I am so much smarter now than I used to be. Oh, I'm so good. Isn't that great? Uh, and then the, the next sneaky thought is, in about 10 years, I'm going to be looking back on today and thinking, God, I can't believe how stupid I was. <laughs> so yes, as I get older, I do appreciate people, events, and situations that have been part of my life history. Yes, indeed. Matter of fact, I think as we get older, we start to appreciate people, events, and situations that at the time did not look very good. And then now, later in life, we look back and we say, man, I'm so glad that bad thing happened in my life because it really set me on the right path. So praise God for that. Number six, uh, long amounts of time can go by before I feel grateful to something or someone. Long amounts of time can go by before I feel grateful to something or someone. Ooh, I strongly disagree. It doesn't take very long for me. Several times a day, I feel grateful. So praise God for all of his goodness. And that's another wonderful thing about being Catholic. Every time we go to Mass, the Mass is called the Eucharist. It's the Eucharistic celebration. And what is Eucharist all about? What does that Greek word mean? It means Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So we are actually in Mass. We are joining together in the very prayer of Jesus himself, giving thanks and praise to the Father. So alleluia, alleluia. If you haven't gone to Mass today, go to Mass soon. Go tomorrow if you can. Of course, you got to be there on Sunday to praise and to thank God for all his gifts and blessings. And while we are on this particular uh, topic here of thanksgiving to God in particular, on Thanksgiving Day, I want to urge you, strongly urge you, if you notice in this episode, I did not start with a prayer. And I've been trying to do that, right, as of late. I've been trying to start the episodes with a prayer. Instead, I want to urge you to pray with your families. Pray with your families. And please do do this favor for myself, but also really for you. Do yourself a favor. And when you go to say your blessing today, talk directly to Jesus. Talk directly to the Father. Uh, you know, I worked for years and years and years in youth ministry and catechesis and uh, evangelization with teenagers. And one thing I've noticed about teens over the years is, in general, when they go to pray, they have a very difficult time speaking directly to Jesus or directly to the Father. And instead, what they'll say is, you know, I have a, I have a special intention for so-and-so, or I pray that God would blah, 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 blah. Instead of talking directly to God, they talk about what they want or the blessing or about God. So I want to urge you as you sit down today uh, on Thanksgiving with your family uh, and you, you prepare to thank and bless God for the meal, but also for all the blessings in life, to speak directly to Jesus, directly to God. Uh, if you're not used to doing that, it may seem very awkward. But you know what? He's right there anyway. <laughs> He's right there waiting to hear from us. So I urge you to do that. And uh, and let me know. Let me know how it goes. Let me know about your Thanksgiving celebrations. Let me know about your uh, the, 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 the gr- gratitude that you have in your heart for all the blessings that God has poured out upon you in your life. And uh, if you do anything special when it comes to praying, today or this this Thanksgiving weekend even, uh, when it comes to thanking God, let me know about that. Give me a call, 985-635-4974, or 
or send me an email, jeff at catholicfoodie.com. And before we move on to our next segment, we're going to tally my score here. I'm going to click it on view score. Oh, let's see. My score. I have answered six out of six questions. My score is a 42. I'm extremely high gratitude. Yes, I have extremely high gratitude. So thank you. And thank you, Wall Street Journal, for being such an excellent, excellent expert on grading gratitude. (laughs) All righty, let's move on. You could not ask for a more noble cause than that. Sonny, true love is the greatest thing in the world. Except for a nice MLT, mutton, lettuce, and tomato sandwich when the mutton is nice and lean and the tomatoes ripe. They're so perky. I love that. Another thing I came across as I was doing a little research online yesterday is the Thanksgiving Proclamation uh, by President George Washington in 1789. And I'd like to share this with you. I was really uh, impressed with this. Now, this is our own country, the United States of America. George Washington, the president, right, the first president. And back in, in 1789, October of 1789, in New York, this is what he proclaimed. By the President of the United States of America, a proclamation. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, to humbly and humbly to implore His protection and favor, and whereas both houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November, next, to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being, who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation, for the signal and manifold mercies and the favorable interpositions of his providence, which we experienced in the course and conclusion of the late war, for the great degree of tranquility, union, and plenty which we have since enjoyed, for the peaceable and rational manner in which we have been established or enabled to establish constitutions of government for our safety and happiness, and particularly the national one now lately instituted, for the civil and religious liberty with which we are blessed and the means we have of acquiring and diffusing useful knowledge, and in general for all the great and various favors which he has been pleased to confer upon us. And also that we may then unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations, and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions, to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually, 
to render our national government a blessing to all the people by constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws, discreetly and faithfully, or discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed, to protect and guide all sovereigns and nations, especially such as have shown kindness unto us, and to bless them with good government, peace, and concord, to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue, and the increase of science among them and us, and generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows how to be best, or he alone knows to be best. Given under my hand at the city of New York, the third day of October, in the year of our Lord, 1789, George Washington. Wow, I was really impressed when I read that, that this is a president of the United States talking about God and faith and the fact that God is alive and active and working here in our present day and even in our government. That's it's a tremendous, tremendous thing. So please, Lord, continue to bless your people. Continue to bring us closer to your heart and closer to your truth. Help us, Lord, to seek you, to seek your kingdom, and to seek your righteousness above all things, and continue to bless us, Lord, and help us to be a blessing to those with whom we come in contact. Amen. Now, today, I have to tell you that something happened yesterday that had never happened, has never happened in the history of mankind. My wife, the one and only, Char Young, posted her very first blog post. Yay! I think I've got some clapter, clapter, some clapter and laughter, some clapter. I know I've got some uh, sound effects here somewhere. I don't know if I can find them here. Applause. Let's see. Applause. Cheering applause. Here we go. Yes, that's right. Her very first blog post. Yay! And that blog post, of course, you can find over at catholicfoodie.com, catholicfoodie.com. And we decided to call it, or she decided to call it, rather, the um, two, two sides of my better half, because she's my better half, and she was going to share with you two side dishes for Thanksgiving. <laughs> so two sides of my better half. And uh, let me pull that up real quick, because I want to share with you one of these recipes and it's for uh, her famous sweet potato pudding. Let me pull that up here. All right. Now, this sweet potato pudding is actually adapted from Emerald Lagasse's Real and Rustic uh, cookbook. It's an adapt- adaptation. Uh, matter of fact, if you're interested in, in taking a look at that cookbook or getting that cookbook, it's actually, I can't believe this. It was on Amazon. I saw it on Amazon the other day for 10 Dollars we paid twenty something twenty five I don't know it's unbelievable ten bucks but if you decide to go get that please go to catholicfoodie.com and click on our affiliate link for Amazon it doesn't cost you a penny more but it does benefit us so uh, affiliate link for Amazon matter of fact if you go to this post the link for Louisiana Real and Rustic that's there in the blog post will take you straight to that item on Amazon. And uh, anyway, these are the ingredients. Two pounds of sweet potatoes, baked. um, Three eggs. Cup of whole milk. Freshly grated nutmeg. Ground cinnamon. One cup of pecan pieces. A cup of brown sugar. Three tablespoons of steens. 100% pure cane syrup. 
uh, kosher salt, vanilla extract, three tablespoons of bourbon, and a half a stick of butter. So you are going to uh, preheat the oven to 350. You want to mash the potatoes in a mixing bowl until smooth. Add the eggs and the milk. and You mix it well. Add the nutmeg, the cinnamon, half a cup of the brown sugar, syrup, uh, salt, vanilla, and the bourbon. You mix it well. Pour the mixture into a one-and-a-half-quart round baking dish. Combine the pecans, the remaining brown sugar, butter, and a, diff- and a different bowl, and mix that well. And then what you do is you dot the top of the potato mixture with the butter mixture. And then you bake it for approximately 45 minutes or until bubbly. And uh, notice that you have to have baked sweet potatoes, right? Two pounds of baked sweet potatoes. And this is what she says here. For a perfectly baked sweet potato, place washed, unpeeled, and unpricked, uncut potatoes in a 400-degree oven for 30 minutes. And to avoid a mess... Uh, I like to bake mine in old, like, thin pie plates that you get from uh, pies or whatever that you buy at the store. Old pie plates uh, in case the, uh, the the sugary sweetness bubbles out. Then uh, after, 40, after 30 minutes, you reduce the heat to 375 and you bake it for 45 minutes or until tender. So that's for perfectly baked sweet potatoes. Anyway, this is really good stuff. She says... I'd say it's the bourbon that makes this dish, but the butter, the pecans, and the steens are all team players. I think you'll love it. It's so good, you could skip dessert. And that's true. Matter of fact, I can't tell you for the last major holiday, like uh, for Easter or Thanksgiving, mainly Thanksgiving and Christmas, I can't begin to to tell you, uh, I don't think I've had a dessert after those meals, um, except for this. I've I've saved my sweet potato uh, pudding as my dessert at the the very end. So (laughs) good stuff. I know that a few, uh, we had some comments on on CatholicFoodie.com about this and folks saying that they're going to try this recipe out. So if you do try it out, let us know how it goes. You need to comment on the blog post over at CatholicFoodie.com or give me a call, 985-635-4974. Or send me an email, jeff at catholicfoodie.com. Hi, I'm Penny. And I'm Ray. And, and this is, is Mary in the, in the kitchen, kitchen with Sarah Reinhardt. <laughs> Advent's going to be here before we know it. And that means that if I remember to ask my husband to help me dig it out, my kitchen table will have a new addition. Our Advent wreath. I have always loved Advent wreaths, and this year, it might be all the Advent I can muster. And that's okay. Advent's not about doing it all or even trying to do a lot. It's a season of preparation, though I do often find myself doing an awful lot. It's a lot like pregnancy, or maybe that's just because I'm within weeks or days of delivering my baby. Through the days of Advent, we find ourselves changing, sometimes a lot, often by small measures, until at the end, we are ready to meet a whole new person who comes to us in the most innocent and vulnerable of ways, as a baby. We start out in Advent with an idea of how things will go. Maybe we have a plan, or maybe we don't. Maybe we just want to say a prayer every day, and that's fine. 
What's amazing to me is that no matter how I approach Advent, it ends far differently than I expect. Oh, there's always Christmas, but some years it's the wonder of midnight mass with small children in tow in the cold, starry night during the drive to and from church. Other years, like this year, will greet the infant Christ in the company of lots of other families at one of the masses on Christmas Eve. Some years, there are candles in my Advent wreath that never really get burned. They remind me that there are weeks that just slip out of my control, even when I think I have everything under control. Those unburned tapers are a testament to the letting go I still have to do, even during this season of preparation. There are years when the decorations for Christmas go up earlier than I'd like, leaving me to battle my long-held hatred of the commercialized, overdone, false cheeriness of the season. But more than anything, there is the small move I feel in myself, the wonder that never fails to take hold of me on the brink of the true Christmas season, the one that begins on December 25th. This year, I'll be holding a new baby once again. My oldest daughter was born during the Christmas season on January 1st. That was an introduction to the nativity as a mystery in a way that was so intimate, I felt like Mary was holding me on her lap all Advent long. I can feel that again this year, if I let myself. I can see the long list of things I have yet to do and the hurdles that are likely to occur. Or... I can see an opportunity to take the hand that's held out to me and accept the gift of grace God's offering me. As we begin this Advent season, it's my prayer that you turn to Mary and let her show you how to embrace God's will, as she has done again and again. Don't forget that Mary, handmaid of the Lord, is as excited as anyone to see Christmas Day come. She'll help all of us to be ready the way we should be. We only need to ask. Thank you so much, Sarah. And uh, please know that we are going to keep you and the the new baby, and the, uh, the arrival, the imminent arrival, the new baby, <laughs> and your family in our prayers as, uh, as we celebrate our holiday, this Thanksgiving holiday, and move into Advent. And we certainly look forward to hearing more Advent reflections from you um, as we as we enter into this holy season. So thank you very much, and thank you also to L'Angelus for the use of their song Ave Maria in in this episode. Also, along those lines with Mary in the kitchen, I want to remind you as we move into Advent, which is also um, unfortunately a little over commercialized, but it's still. The holiday season here, and we buy presents for our family and friends on Christmas. I want to uh, recommend to you again that you check out simplicitiesoflife.com. Simplicities of Life. Those are the kind of gifts, these rosaries, they have jewelry also, but these rosaries, those are the kind of gifts that are both spiritual and physical, and they're absolutely beautiful. So simplicitiesoflife.com. Also, last episode, I mentioned to you that I traveled to D.C. and I was with my good friend Lisa Hindi, 
And one thing that I do want to recommend, uh, Lisa has a book out. It's called The Handbook for Catholic Moms. Uh, you 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 should probably recognize the name Lisa Hindi. Lisa is uh, the the founder of CatholicMom.com, and she is uh, well the author of the handbook for Catholic moms. So what a wonderful wonderful gift to give someone uh, a, a Catholic mom in your life this year for Christmas would be the handbook for Catholic moms. Uh, you can find that book over, just go over to her website, catholicmom.com, and there'll be a place where you can order that uh, from her. Also, uh, I will put a link in the show notes at catholicfoodie.com, and you'll you'll have a link there to that book. One more uh, piece of news is that as November, we are in November, actually we're almost at toward the end of November here, but every year in November, SQPN, the StarQuest Production Network, uh, kicks off their giving campaign. Now, SQPN provides awesome Catholic content, online Catholic content, right, through uh, podcasts uh, like The Catholic Foodie. They provide all that online, and it, it's amazing the number of people that SQPN reaches. It is a phenomenal work. It is a great ministry, and it's all funded through donations. It's all funded through donations. There's, there's nothing that it does that makes money. So uh, this is, we are now officially in the SQPN giving campaign, and I would encourage you to go to sqpn.com. There's a really cute picture of a pig up in the upper right-hand corner, and you could click on that and make a donation to SQPN. I would ask that you do consider doing that. It's a way to help further good, solid Catholic media online and to help to, uh, to help to further that work, which is so important right now, so important. We have to be where the people are, and everybody is online, and so we need to be there. And it costs money to do that. So please do consider uh, giving a donation to SQPN this year and their giving, giving campaign. You can find out more information about that and actually make a donation by going to SQPN. Com. And I certainly want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. When we talk again, we will be in Advent, so I am very much looking forward to that. And until then, bon appétit! SQPN, leading the way in Catholic New Media.